Hey. Hey, at least it works now, but... Yeah. This is Unhinged Podcast, first episode, drop-in, special edition, deluxe, triple. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got my guest here, um, uh, Big Mac. Yeah. And, uh, it's your boy, Skinny Penis. Uh, <laughs> nah, but my name's Mayo. That's, I'm not using real names though, but, so, Unhinged is a podcast where we talk about stuff that gets to us, like, makes us unhinged, or, we just talk about stuff, and we might get unhinged, you never know, you know, it's like, it's like finding the onion ring in the, in the, the box of fries, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're sitting here having a great conversation, then we just snap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It heats up. First topic, it's not really a topic, we just got to start a conversation, and uh, Big Rig wanted to uh, talk Big about, <laughs> wanted to talk about, and he's called Big Rig for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Wink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, we wanted to talk about boxing, because, you know, that's what he's all about, boxing. Yeah. So, as you were saying before we started this. I was saying that I recently had a fight that you watched. I did watch it. You did watch Mayo. And... I mayoed in my pants. Uh, I'll be that guy. I'm a little bit disappointed with my performance. Yeah, I, will I was to too. It. I will own up to it. Um, the guy, per se, that I boxed happened to be related to me somehow. I'm not going to say how. And uh, let's say he's sort of like an older brother. He's a bigger man than me. Um, he's a little bit older, I guess you could say. Um, Any H out. Yeah, and he uh, he's a little small too. He's like five nine. I'm like five ten. Nah, he's five four on a good day, to be honest. No, nah, he's he's like five eight and like three quarters. Like he's close to five nine, but man's built like a fucking silverback gorilla, right? Yeah, freight train man. Ugh. He's like like straight up Harambe reincarnated. I <laughs> so he gets hard as fuck, and I guess um the I've always been sort of like uh bad at fighting him. And I've always been put in my place fighting him. And yeah. But you're a good fighter. I don't understand why you fall apart. It's like a pressure thing. Yeah. It's like the older brother type yeah. thing. And uh let's just say like the past um in the past three fights, um the two of which that I whooped his ass in, um, were the first two. And then uh the most recent one which I'm gonna be talking about here. Um uh, it was more of, like, his win slash maybe potentially, like, very close calling type draw, which I'm very ashamed of, because, like, the first two fights, I... He definitely won. No I, offense, I, but... I fucking... The first two fights? No, 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 not two rounds. First two fights. Oh, first two fights. I thought you were talking rounds, because you got, like, one round if you were lucky, because he was just absolutely eating you up. No, oh, no, 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 you didn't see, I don't, don't you didn't I didn't see, see the fourth. That's the, that's the one you won. No, the fourth round, I wailed his ass in, but the fifth round, I would say I won, but the, fir- the first round was sketchy. If it wasn't for the... Cut lip. The cut lip, um, which cut, basically... Yeah. He I cut sh- his lip wide open. Uh, uh Big Rig sh- did. I, I, I shredded my, um, my, I guess, cheek skin, my inner cheek skin, like, completely shredded it. Um, there was, like, probably a good, like, two-inch piece of, like, 
I guess, like, really thin skin yeah, hanging out of my mouth. There's skin out. Boy. And, he um, decided to fight anyway, which crackhead to me, but... It was the first round. I didn't have much of a choice. I wasn't going to quit. Um, Mom ain't raised no quitters, but um, a thing is about boxing, um, in case anyone has ever done it, um, one thing about boxing, you got to breathe. We didn't have mouth guards, by the way. That's why my inner cheek got shredded to shit. Um, but you got to have mouth guards. Yeah. Um, mouth guards, they're a touchy subject. Um, there's plenty of mouth guards for different reasons. Like there's football mouth guards, wrestling mouth guards, boxing mouth guards. Like there's tons of different mouth guards, right? Yeah. And you got to boil the mouth guards and fit them to your teeth. Okay, Vsauce. I, I think we know how, I think we know how mouth guards work. I'm just saying. And yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a mouth guard on hand. And the mouth guard. That well, I, you did, but the, it was bad. The mouth guard that I did own, um, I wasn't using when my cheek got shredded, and it's a lip protecting mouth guard. Kind of hard to explain, but it protects. It looks my like out. a binky, basically. It it's looks like, like a, it's a binky. Like a binky. It, it's just a binky. It's, it doesn't even look. It's a binky. It's a it's a male binky. It's like a grown up binky. Yeah, yeah, they're like huge plastic pieces that hang out of your mouth. And the way he had it, he had the fangs. He, you know, he got fangs. I on. got, I got. The he had them grill. upside down. They, no, they were right side up. That is how the company designed. But them. it looks so retarded. You look like a gargoyle, dude. Honestly, okay, you gotta, you gotta understand. I was seeing these, these things inside of a box, so I thought the fang was inside of my mouth. No. Yeah, not. and then like I then like I realized what the whole operation was going on after I picked it out, and we were like already paying, and I was like. Fuck. I was like, they rung it up. We got people behind us. I can't fucking just, like, switch this out real quick because, like, I don't want to make people wait. And, like, I didn't know where the mouth guard was. Well, I mean, you could have said, yo, unring this and then just come around and wait. But. Well, it was like, okay, so we bought a weight rack with it. I'm not trying to get off topic. We bought a weight rack with it. And these guys were kind of, like, scrawny dudes. Like, the the most of one guy weighed, he was probably, like, 5'10 on a good day. And he was maybe, like, less than 160 pounds. So he was, like, he didn't even come out. He had some skinny uh, black guy do it instead, and I was like, "That's that's fucked." Um, so I didn't do it. I didn't do it. That's the whole operation. And um, I believe if it wasn't for my cheek, my inner cheek getting shredded to shit, I would have. You might have got the first because nah, nah no, no, no way, no, no, no. I'm gonna say I would have won the whole damn fight. Cause okay, you didn't you didn't get to see. I don't think you saw any of the first two fights. Did you? When was this? Oh, I'm I pretty think... sure the only time you guys fight is when I'm in town. No, no, Landon was in town this time. It was. Oh a... yeah, I was. No, waiting. it was as soon as you left. It was oh. as soon as you left. Um, Landon came in town, and um, me and uh, the other guy that I fought three times, um, or the other guy in the story, I guess you could say, he um, me and him, I boxed um the two days that um. Cousin slash close friend Landon was in town, um, and uh, I guess we can just call him Macklemore. <laughs> Macklemore, yeah, let's call him Macklemore. Macklemore. He look he looks like a young Macklemore, so we're just gonna call him that. No, I swear and I compared him to someone like that's not Macklemore, but he looks really like him. And he got pissed <laughs> when I called him that. He, he, yeah, I remember. I can't remember what the name was, but I called him something. He it wasn't Macklemore. It was something. It was someone he looked like, and he just got. Yeah. Was, unhinged when I called him. Uh, yeah, he got fucking unhinged. Yeah. When that happened. And, um, by the way, um, Mayo and Macklemore had a fight. We will talk about that. One. We won't. will talk about No, 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 no. Let's not get into specifics yet. All right. So, what happened was, um, when Macklemore was in town, I fought this, uh, the other guy in the story, and I was just laying into him. 
my boxing stance was like um, a counter to his. He wasn't landing any punches in the whole fight. We probably went. Um, we we only did one round. We were only doing one round, but it was like until we dropped type of round. Like it wasn't no timer, right? And we're, I'm laying into him and I'm feeding him. He got I think three body shots and maybe two on the head that whole fight, and um, we ended up stopping it after that. Um, cause he was, he was kind of, he's kind of beat up. It's called the draw, that whole thing. It was a hundred percent my win. I think he also called it my win. I'm not sure. And, um, the second fight, um, same exact thing, just laid into him. He didn't put up much of a fight at all. Um, I got him with a really, uh, good fucking, I don't, I guess that's like, um, an uppercut, but I did it kind of like with my fist sideways instead of like a normal, like, um, wide fist, I went, mm-hmm. like, because I wanted to cut through his guard. I cut through his guard. I smacked him right in the jaw. I heard him bite down. And his, uh, I kind of hit him on, like, an angle. So I hit his nose, too. And his eyes watered up. He bit down on his upper lip, I think. And his eyes watered up. And I was like, ooh, that fucking sucks. And I, was, I drew blood. When I fought him one time, I drew blood on him. One time. I It was mm-hmm. when I was using the UFC once. I remember clabbering him. I'm like, oh, yo, you spit on my gloves. He's like, nah, that's blood. I'm What? Yeah. That was the first time I've ever drew blood in boxing. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool experience. Yeah, it's especially a cool experience to, to do it on him because he's like, yeah. um, he's the oldest out of like I guess the boxing group you could say, and um, he's definitely the toughest. Yeah, he, um, he'll eat punches just to punch you. Yeah, he'll he'll eat punches just to punch you, but um, anyways, I was feeding him and all that, and then uh, comes our third fight. I'm prepared. Well, actually, I'm not prepared because Mayo um, was in a fight and I was recording it. We fight in a um, shady room. We, we fight in a shady room with shitty yeah. lighting, yeah. Um, <laughs> like really shitty lighting. Like yeah. it's pasty as fuck looking. And we fought, we fight in this room, and um, there's the carpet that we fight on, and then off the carpet it's just straight cement because it's had a the, small we had carpet. The, we had too. The, it's not a huge carpet. Like the room used to have green carpeting in it, right? But we had all the carpeting um, taken out because it was like a whole long story. I don't need to get into it. It was all removed. So we got another carpet in there. It's not carpet that covers the floor, but it's like um, a house carpet. It's a rug. It's a rug. It's a rug. And we get this rug in here, and it's a big, it's a big rug. It's not It's not. It's not a boxing ring size rug. It's it's like, like, it's, I think it's 12 by 5. 12 by 6. No, no, no. It's even. It's even sides. So then it's probably 10 by 10. It's, 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 it's. Yeah, no, it's either ten by ten or twelve by twelve, and I I know I know that's it's one of the two dimensions. There's no way it's any less. And um, fight on this ring, and then off of the ring, there's off this rug. My bad. There's uh nothing but straight cement. By the way, this heat this room is not heated because we don't go into the room, so it's butt ass fucking cold. We live in Michigan, so yeah. this is like. And um, you know it's the middle of winter basically. And also the room is like full of stuff. It's like the storage room. It's like like watching hoarders, just everything pushed out. Um today it's 34 but it feels like 27. And yeah. it was it was snowing today. And we don't have this room heated. I was standing on um like straight up cement and it was freezing my damn toes off cuz I didn't think I was fighting and I wasn't really like prepared to fight, I guess you could say, but I wanted to fight. So that's 100% on me. Um, the guy that I fought though, he was sitting down and had his feet elevated because you know he's like a child, so he was kicking his feet back and forth on his little chair. And, um, 
Yeah. So he had his feet up in the air, and um, let's just say his feet weren't as cold as me. Um, we're about to get into the boxing match. Um, I like uh to float when I fight, so I like bouncing up and down, like an Ali less, style, like an Ali style, right? And um, I, I bait my head. I I swing with my arms low. I keep my arms low. I bait my head. All that stuff, but. But, um, the problem was my, uh, my feet were cold. I didn't have cold feet, but my feet were fucking freezing. And my feet were cold, and it was just a whole bad operation. So, um, the issue being, um, when you have cold feet, like really cold feet, um, your feet get numb. And when your feet get numb like that... It, you get, like, this sharp, like, needle kind of feeling, but not really, like, a needle, but, like, um, do you know what an Allen key is? If anyone knows what an Allen key is, you understand. If you get an Allen key poked into the bottom of your foot, like, you're, like, you're stepping on Legos. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, that's, that's a better example, because Allen keys, not everyone really knows what that is. Um, if, like, if you're stepping on Legos, I was boxing on Legos, basically. And I was boxing on these Legos, and he had shoes on. So yeah. he was like, he wasn't even phased by any of this shit. And I was boxing with shoes on. Yeah. And I was getting fucked up. I'll be honest. I was getting fucked up. And, um, he, he was, uh, I, the first round, I don't even know how many, um, punches we were in or how much we were in and, or how much time we were in. And he hit me one really good time. And this one really good time um, was sort of a downward punch. Yeah. And it went um, and it pressed my cheek against my teeth and it ripped down because he was moving his hand down and it ripped all the skin down. And after that, I held my mouth open still to breathe more when I was punching. I got punched again, stung like a bitch, like really bad, stung like a bitch. Yeah. And... Oh, keep talking about okay. that. So, um, so, uh, he was just punching me, and it was hurting my, uh, cheek and stuff like that, and the problem is, if you don't punch while you're breathing, you ain't, you ain't boxing for long. That's it. You just aren't, you aren't boxing for long. Yeah. And you gotta make sure you're breathing, you ain't boxing with power, you ain't boxing for long. Yeah. So you're supposed to breathe out when you punch and in when you are done with your combo or you want a new set of lungs for different things, whatever, you know. And we're into this and um, he he's hitting me. I can't breathe because um, I have my cheek fucked up and I have a bad set. Of, I have a bad nose. I'll be honest. I have a shit nose. I can't breathe out of one side constantly. Um, I, ju- I think just about everyone you're can relate to that. You're a nasally boy. I'm a nasally boy. And... Uh, I just can't breathe at all, and I'm trying to release some energy, um, but I just, I can't put my full power into the punch, because I can't breathe at all, and he just kept hunting my body, he kept going for a uh, low body jab, and he just kept rolling every punch I had with his shoulders, and um, it was, it was a pain in the ass, and I just kept getting wailed on, shit like that, so the first round, if it wasn't for the lip cut in the first round, 
and we still fought it the way that we fought it, um, I would have called it a draw. If it wasn't for the lip cut, bro, he was turning into you, to be no, honest. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Dude, well, no, he no, looked no. like you were about to die. You she looked was, like... I, I, bro, I got, no, I got I to gotta express something you real look, quick. Let's no, 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 no. What do you want to... Let me talk first. This is one You've thing. Been I, this, this is one thing that I will express about Adam. All right, one second, Adam. One second, nah. One sec. Mayo, Mayo. Wow, bro, you just. Exposed. I said your name wrong. Well, anyways. actually, 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 that's my secondary nickname. Secondary you know? nickname, my bad. Yeah, and first man to ever have sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and um, let's just say um, he usually sits at a really shit angle when it comes to boxing. Um, and by really shit angle, I mean he was basically, um, the guy that I was fighting had his back pointed at Adam. So every punch that was coming at me, Adam could not basically, I guess, see if it landed or not. And since I keep my head down and if I obviously had like, no, I don't think anybody could relate to my situation in here. I, I swing my head back so I don't get hit and stuff like that. And I also, punches get really close to hitting me in the head. But the problem is you can't ever see if the punches are going to hit me in, or are hitting me in the head or are going to hit me in the head um, because I swing my head around. That's just how it is. And um, there was a lot of really close punches that looked like they landed. And the only reason I know this on how like uh, Adam misconcepts some punches, some punches, I would like to admit some punches. Um, one of the punches that uh, the guy threw hit me dead in the shoulder. And he released, the way he had his glove sitting, all of the air kind of like compressed out and it made a loud noise. But in reality, he just punched me straight in the shoulder, kind of like upper right pec area. And it didn't affect me at all. And then I dodged a punch after that, but the guy still had his back facing at him. So, or Mayo, my bad, I gotta use Mayo um, for this scenario. So I would like to stay that real quick, but you can continue now, Adam. All right, so... Um, what was I going to say? I think you're getting torn into first round. I think regardless of the lip cutter now, bro, you look like, you look so high. You, his eyes were so bloodshot when we stopped it. But what happened was he went down, just got completely ate. He was like arms down. I thought he was about to fall over. No, I would like to talk about that real quick. The The first round, I did uh, kind of get poked in the eye. It's hard to explain. He folded my eye, eye like eyebrow, like my eyelash area mm -hmm. into my eye. And that's why my one eye was bloodshot. Both of them were. No, my right eye looked in the mirror after the the cut. My my right, or no, my. Well, no, I think look, it's right one. I think it would have been. Well, right one. you look like you were about to get folded. Not even gonna lie, I was about to step in and stop it because what happened is when you went down, you dropped your arms, just whop, 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 all uppercuts to your like nose area. That's when you cut your mouth. I thought one more whop, I was gonna grab. I was gonna stop it. Like yo yo yo, chill chill chill. I was gonna stop it. That's the thing. I would like to openly admit, only one of those hit me. Dead ass. Only one of those hit me. Bro, and that was the, and I that think was you were. I think you were so dazed. You were laying one. down, going. That's what it looked like. You're no. just getting absolutely eight and up. About I would like to say, um, fuck, maybe like four to like seven times during the whole fight, the guy was um kind of being aggressive in a small little compact room. He was being counted like. It's hard to explain what he was doing. I'll get I'll get more into it. But um, I kept my head low because I wanted to dodge like um, him trying to punch down at me and then sock him in the like side of the head. How's he gonna punch down area. at you, bro? He's really he's smaller than you. How's he gonna punch down? I kept I kept having my head low. Well, yeah, you do. Like when he got the uppercuts on me, I had my hip facing him and had my head low like this. That's yeah. when he that's when he got the one uppercut right here. Yeah. 
and then the he he got the one uppercut on me, and then all of them went in front of me or to the, like the left of my face, and they just missed. Yeah. But he could have very well, um, gotten me like pretty fucking bad or knocked me off balance. I could have fell, or maybe even got a concussion if he would have hit the last two uppercuts. Yeah. Um. Well. So. What was I gonna say? Oh wait, I gotta say one more thing though. What's that? During the fight, I know. Okay, I openly admit I lost. I'm unimpressed with my performance. I am fighting the guy that um, Mayo fought, and after that fight, I am fighting um, the, the my rival in this story, I guess you could say, um, again. And I'm doing I'm doing kind of like a rematch. Um, but this time, hopefully, my lip or my inner cheek doesn't get cut. But I would like to say there was one thing that I would openly call a little bullshit on his end. Um, which isn't, it's not cheating or anything like that, but we have boundaries, and m most of the boundaries are, like, the carpet area. He, um, sort of, uh, established that, um, the bound, like, he, he thought I said no boundaries, but I never said anything of sort, like, I never said any of that, so, um, after the fight, he, he talked about it, because he's a orthodox fighter, so he had his left foot, um, on the carpet, but he had his right foot, like, all the way back, and he was just sitting in that one corner the whole time, waiting for me to throw a punch so he could counter, or hit me in, like, the, um, the stomach area, so that I could keep getting drained of energy, because I already couldn't breathe, because my, like, inner cheek, and he kept doing that, and doing that, and I was gonna call bullshit on it, but I didn't call bullshit on it, because, um, it didn't feel, like, right, and I thought he was going to change it up. He never ended up changing it up, but I didn't want to seem like yeah. um, a mad, like, sissy boy because I lost the first... Well, yeah, well, what he did is... Most he did get rounds. mad. He did get mad. Like, what he did is uh, he got... Uh, he, he all got, like, sort of interluded, and then he pushed off, and he sort of hit him, and he got real butt hurt, and he started punching random stuff. I would like room. to say that um, I only did that. I, th I think I had a justified reason for that. So when we clenched... I would always talk to him and tell him to, um, like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm going to push you away, all right? And then we'd, we'd agree that we weren't going to hit each other while falling away because you can hit somebody while you are clenched. It is 100% legal, and it's only when the ref stops you guys that you can't hit each other and the ref gets intervened when you guys can't hit each other when you guys are clenched. Um, when we were clenched, um, I went to go talk to him. And he smacked me in the liver. Or, no, he smacked me in the kidney. So the way that you uh, a kidney punch is acquired, it's known it's known as a dirty punch in boxing, is um, most likely basically just hitting the person in the back. Um, and he hit me in the punch. I don't know if he meant to do it. It's it seemed like it had enough force because it hurt the fuck out of my kidney. And he, he got a kidney punch on me. And I got a little bit pissed off because I could barely breathe in the first place, let alone him doing a dirty punch like that. So we were clenched up. Um, even, I think, after the kidney punch, we were clenched up. And when we were pushing away, he um, pushed me, sort of. He kind of pushed me into the corner. And then he started off in the middle, which is not fair. You're supposed to start in the middle. Both of you guys are. And that's what I tried to do. But he pushed me into the corner, so... That was kind of bullshit. So the next time we clenched, um, I pushed him away a little bit. But this is a fair. It was not ref. Um, did not stop the fight. 
or um, tell us to break or anything like that. I pushed him away. He didn't back far enough away because, I mean, it was like two seconds away from when I pushed him away. He was still backing up for some reason. I don't know why he didn't just instantly back up. But he was still, like, just standing there, like, with his arms, like, held, like, weird paws or something. So I smacked him in the top um, right temple. And then he got a little pissed off. And I didn't even mean, I'll be honest, I didn't even mean to hit him in, like, the temple or the head or anything like that. I wanted to smack him in the shoulder. Just to, like, let him know I'm there. Let him know I saw what he, like, I felt the kidney punch in him doing that dirty um, movement. And he ended up uh, getting a little bit mad. So then... Um, it wasn't I, a little. It was a bit. He, he got really fucking mad. He was unhinged, right? And he... Um, we we had this makeshift po- like um, punching bag that's a stand. It's not a hanging or anything like that. So um, we're like... I think this was fourth round, right? This was fourth no, this round. this is second. This, this no, was, this was third because third I round. remember. Third round. All right. I'll be honest. Third round... He definitely won over me. I started fighting back sort of in the third round. Um, I won fourth round by a long shot, but Adam wasn't there to witness it. Um, he, or Mayo, my bad. Um, he wasn't there to uh, witness it because I think he was taking a piss, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I was washing my face. He was washing his face. Long story. Um, yeah, he he He's, came all over me. I had, yeah, that's the issue. We had a, a mid-round sex break, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we mid-round and all that. And I started coming back a little bit. And he felt that... I, I think what he felt was that I was still sort of in the fight. And he got a little bit upset by that. Punched the punching bag thing, which it's a little top-heavy. So it wasn't, like, impressive or anything. He was just upset and wanted to punch something. So I punched it. Um, and it fell over, and I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? And I was like, so I told him, I'm like, I don't want to fucking fight you, because, like, he just he kept doing dirty shit to me, and uh, there was nothing coming out of it, and then I was like, alright, alright, we'll fight, and then, um, as soon as I said that, the, that round where I said, alright, alright, let's fight, um, that was the round that I completely wailed on him, um, and well, the then, next round, yeah. And then the fifth round, I... I personally would call the fifth round my win, but it would have been close my win or draw. And then the first round, I would have called a most likely draw because it was it would if it would be down to like two punches. His fight maybe or like two punches yeah. difference. Like so, it's not enough that you can like accurately like tell. So I would have called it a draw just due to the fact that he could have landed ten punches in somebody else's book just because he had their back turned to him. But the other guy that um could see a little bit better because he was at a taller position, um s- said that it would have most likely been a draw that round. Yeah. So I I would consider the fight um his win still because I'm very unimpressed with my performance, but I I am gonna get redemption. Yeah. Okay. Well, next topic. So, Mac. Yes. Everyone has someone that pisses in your cereal, you know, wakes up and shits in your teeth. Fuck. You know, you, you just hate them. Like, I mean, and, you know, you like, I'm not talking like, I'm talking like inner bowel, bowel hate. Like, you see them and you just want to, like, just go off. You want to go unhinged. Yeah. But we all have who's, that person. who's that person? We all have that person that unhinges them. Who's that person? I dude, I don't know if I have that person that unhinges me, dude. Like you I, gotta have someone that unhinges you. 
Everyone has someone that you just someone come. I know something's in your head right now. You're no, thinking, no man. one, no one's in my head, but I'm trying to think of somebody. Oh, because I guess like, hear me out. Like a lot of people unhinge me to the point where it like it's hard to unhinge me. Like really unhinge me to piss piss me off that to that extent. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know who that person could be. You know, it would be it would be I'd, I'd, there'd be a few runner ups. That's yeah. for sure. Um. Okay. So something else. I'm gonna dog on you for a minute. I was on his phone a second ago, bro. Your background, your background, bro. Uh, I mad sim. Mad I have a picture sim. of my girlfriend as my background. Yeah, I don't know simp. what's wrong with that exactly. Mad but simp. Bro. He's claiming it's simping. If it's simping, Yo. I'm a motherfucking simp. Right. Yeah, no, look. I'll be okay, honest, so, I'm simp. so look, this is, um, this is, see, now, he has a girlfriend. She's in Brazil. Now, she is in Brazil. You hear this, and I don't think they've ever met, you haven't met her in real life, have you? Like, in real life, ever seen each other? She lives in Brazil. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But still, you know, it, he, when I heard this, I'm like, bro, that's, that's such an Indian with a, with, you know, that's an Indian, bro. You're getting baited by a 60-year-old Indian guy. Yeah, what's up? That's, I, I, that's the, that's the thing sketchy about, like, overseas relationships, or even, like, long distance, like, like, let's say California, and even, like, Idaho, which isn't even that far. Well, I would like to say, um, I hate to interrupt, I don't know if I'm really, like, intervening that much, but I would like to say, um... I love you, and will you marry me? <laughs> this, this girl, um, she... Does live in Brazil. Um, me and her uh, FaceTime like at least mo- like most likely once per day. This is the I think first day in like maybe a week that we haven't FaceTimed. And I know that's simp behavior. That's simp behavior. I like keeping it fair around here. Yeah, yeah, keeping it fair. We're pouring drinks and uh, I I gave myself a little bit too much and he was about to gulp his down. I'm like you know what? Nah, nah, nah. I keep it fair around here. Respectfully, so um, she does uh happen to live in uh Brazil, mm-hmm. but we do FaceTime, so I know she's yeah. I know she's not Indian. That helps. Um, hey man, green screen? Nah, not green screen. Green card, green card. Bro, you think it? No, no, I'm saying if you don't. Green, green screen card. as in that's a green screen, bro. Fuck no, dog. Uh, yeah. It could be someone kidnapped in someone's basement, and they're, like, sitting there, say this right now so I can get some six-year-old ass. <laughs> so, um, uh, we, we FaceTime and shit like that, and I, 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 I'd like to say, um, long-distance relationships get a lot of bad, um, rep and all that. They and never I would work. Like to Tell say, me. I would like to say that they, most of the time, do not work. But it is what you truly seek in a relationship and who you seek it out from is what makes it work. Because um, I would like to state um, that I will be going to Brazil this summer. Yeah, most he, likely, he's trying to get some of that putang. Most likely late in the summer, around June-ish, so around my birthday time. And um, that, is, that is most likely uh, when I'm going to see it. And then we can find out if she's an Indian male or not, and like everything's yeah. gonna show. Hey man, maybe. Hey man, maybe that Indian got a really tight butthole. You never know, bro. Maybe. Yeah. I <laughs> might have to try it before I, you know, this on it and all that. But like, it's it's a tricky situation. But um, 
I, I definitely have full. I have full trust. I have full trust. Yeah. Because like, okay, so, um, I would like to state. One sec. What's today? Two more days. It will be our eight month anniversary. Oh, oh my God! I'm I'm nutting. Eight month Dude, anniversary. Dude, who? No, no offense, but who keeps trying about it? It's a yearly thing. Like, I have never, ever, like, even with my ex, I, like, she's like, oh, we've been dating for seven months now. Oh, okay. Has it been a year yet? <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically like, okay, the vibe. I, I want to say something, though. I'm a very romantic dude. I have a romantic style of love. Yeah. So does she. I do not. I'm experienced. Yeah, I've I had would, his love. Yeah, I, he's I would, pretty he, romantic. He's had my love. And I would, like, I would like to explain this. I would not celebrate months or anything like that because um, celebrating months and all that, like maybe going out to dinner, not like a fancy dinner yeah. or anything like that, like a regular dinner or something like that, maybe getting some food, well, eating together. This is the thing. This is the watching thing. Watching Netflix, some, like a if, normal day. If you like celebrate a monthly thing. Now, something I learned from the great Jeff Kennedy or whatever his name is. He wrote Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Kid. No, John no, F. no, Kennedy. no. I thought he was yeah, talking about the yeah, bro, bro. Yeah, John F. Kennedy written, written uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Question mark? No, but uh, John Kennedy, uh, or John, I don't know what he calls himself. I know it's Kennedy something. It's like, I, I don't know the guy's Well, name. anyway, Roderick said one time that the lower you set your expectations, the less you can do to impress more. So yes. that means, like, let's say every every month anniversary, I get my girlfriend, like, a stuffed animal. You know, something plush like that. And, you know, then the one month comes where I forget. Where's my animal, huh? Where's my animal, huh? And what are you doing? You, you mess around with other girls, huh? That's how it's going to work. If you just chill, celebrate it once a year, and you set your expectations low, you don't get much out of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you don't get too much expectation, like... If I'm, like, overdoing, like, for Christmas, let's say I just buy the Walmart, like, the, the franchise Walmart, and just give her everything inside the Walmart, she's going to expect that. If I get her two stuffed animals, a chocolate heart, and uh, a free hug card, mm. that's a low expectation. So, and then that's, like, basically setting the bar when you first start dating. That's setting the bar. So, like, next thing rolls around, and you get her... A, a nice necklace. They're they're already orgasming. They're they're coming in their pants because oh last year he got me a stuffed animal and a, a free blowjob card. Um, this year I'm getting a necklace. That's sick. Yeah. Well, it's like okay. So um, I have this theory, and th by the way, this theory is 100% true. It is 100% realistic. It probably are. I guarantee it already has a name. I don't know the name for it. Um, but the theory is when you have a pig per se and you okay. lock this pig in a cage and you yes. feed it one time per day. All right. Yeah. You feed this pig. No, that's sheep. We'll use a sheep. The sheep is locked in a cage. All right. Not, not a too small cage, but like, I don't know, like a five by five foot cage and you feed it one time per day, just enough to keep it living. Now, when you let that pig or when you let that sheep out into an open field where it has unlimited food and you let it you let it roam the territory for as long as it wants. It is so I guess simple minded that it is going to be extremely happy with the territory you've given it. Yeah, for like so much. They're it's gonna, gonna be so gonna happy be, about it. It's gonna be so damn happy about it. But, but if you 
originally keep it in the field and you're in that field and it's in that field and then you put it in the cage, then it's like, I had a field, now I have a cage, what's up? That thing's probably going to die. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. So that's, think about that like relationships. If you have an open field at first, they're roaming around grazing, doing whatever they want. Then let's say two years pass. Then they're sort of in a cage a bit. You sort of lowered your standards. You sort of like not get them as much as you did your first year. Like mm-hmm. let's say the first year of Christmas, I went like, I went all simp out and I got her like, like I said, the whole, like everything in Walmart. Uh, then the next one rolls around and I get her like, a quarter of the stuff in Walmart. They're, they're going to think, what's up? Does he not appreciate me as much? Oh, does he have a side hoe? Maybe he's losing love, that type of stuff. Yeah, but if you, like, buy a quarter piece of Walmart the first time around, and then the second time around, you... I wouldn't do it the second time around. I'd do it, like, the fifth time around. But the second time around, you buy them the whole Walmart, they're like, yo, this is sick. That's so cool. That's nothing what I got last year. That's This is way better. It blows it out of the water. That's just like, it's sort of like, you know, throwing, basically, think of this like this. It's throwing spices in a pot. You're, you're stirring the pot, then you stop stirring. Because, you know, you get bored. You sit there on your phone for like five minutes. And the pot starts to boil a little bit, you know, gets a little boring. Throw some spice in there, mix it around again. So, like, it's like, it's like mile markers. Like, it's like, you know, when you're running that mile, like you're running a mile, you're two laps in. No, you're a lap in, you're a lap, lap and a half. And you're like, oh, oh, oh my God, bro. This is so much effort. Oh, oh, oh. And then you hit that second lap to like second and a half lap. And like, yo, I'm totally going to finish this. And you get like a second wind. Mm-hmm. It's like basically the same regeneration. Like the first you're going strong, you start slowing down. And then you hit that mile marker. That's like, you just throwing that spice into the pot. And like, oh, this is so cool. You keep going. Oh, I'm totally going to finish. Yeah. That's basically how it works. Like the, They're running around, start getting tired, and then they get something to work for. And then they keep going. That's basically it. But the, the thing that I like about this concept is this concept literally can apply to anything. It can apply to your, or apply to your own life. So, like, let's say um, my scenario for boxing, all right? I'm boxing. I'm just doing what I'm doing now. At-home boxing, just training. And let's say fall down fight happens, like Ruiz and Anthony Joshua, you know that? Huge mismatch, but they needed a last-minute opponent. A last-minute opponent occurs. I knock out the champion. Even if it's just by pure luck, let's just say I knock out the champion. Skill, luck, it doesn't matter. I knock out this champion, and I get used to this role, and I'm, I'm a big, badass type guy, right? And... I get knocked out and I go back to the same position. Whereas even for this sake, I could say I'm still fighting professionals, but I'm not in the same position that I was before. You or me, for example, would feel so um, broken and defeated. And you can never really forget what it was like. Before you hit your high. What you were at at your lowest is what you always want to be at. There's a, re- there's a reason why not you don't always want to be at this your lowest. But you you're not keep making that, that much sense No, 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 no. I'm saying you want to keep that mindset of when you're at your lowest. There's a reason why Bill Gates doesn't buy Gucci. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. That that, that you want You want to keep the same mindset. As long as you keep that same mindset, you will always strive for greater things. Yeah. But... 
if you even get used to getting struck down, or, yeah. or if you're not used to getting struck down, and you get struck down, then you're le- you're low. It's gonna like, feel oh, like your kneecaps yeah. were stripped of you. You yeah, are gone. Like, for example, Elon Musk just overpassed Bill Gates and the richest man in the world. You know what he Jeff did? Jeff Bezos. Je- yeah, Jeff Bezos. He was like, "That's cool." And then he just kept on working. He didn't even celebrate. He didn't even do nothing. He recognized it. Just kept on going. He didn't celebrate. He didn't do anything. Same thing. He was like, yo, this is cool, but I'm going to keep going, you know? Because he knows that that is not his main focus. His main focus is to be good at what he does. And he actually said that his main goal is to make um, His main goal is to get everybody to know him. I didn't act like he don't know nobody. Uh Uh, 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 uh. His main goal... Is to get like um, space travel free, yeah. like um, free and accessible to everyone. That's what he said his goal. That'd was. be pretty cool. But I'm getting unhinged. I I would like to say something. What's like that? about Buzz Aldrin. All right, Buzz Aldrin. Who's that? Oh wait, wait. What, what's his name? What's what, no, what I think he it do? was. I think it was Buzz Buzz Aldrin. Um, guy, space guy. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe it was Armstrong. I can't remember which one it was. The, was it the first one to ever be on the moon? Yeah. That's. Armstrong. Armstrong. Neil I, think, Armstrong. I think it was. I think it was Neil Armstrong. If I do, if I do believe it is right, Neil Armstrong. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that he was talking about. Oh. And Elon Musk sat down on a 60 minute interview. It's like the title of the show, I guess. I never watched it. I don't think. And the man literally broke down in tears, expressing how he felt about um, some of like the greatest people in like space exploration, not liking what he was doing in the way that he was doing it. Um, he dead ass broke down in tears, crying in front of this unknown man that he doesn't even know of, yeah. because his um the people that he respected throughout his whole life and looked up to, and that's why he pursued the career that he did. Yeah, didn't like the way that he was doing it. Um, what was I gonna say, man? I get off topic a lot. Yeah, and you know. If you can't think of a topic, I have an amazing topic that I want to talk about. What's that? Do you know any philosophers? I I know my favorite philosopher, and I know a couple other ones. All right, tell me. My favorite one, Ellen Watts. What? Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite? What's that? Diogenes of Sinope. Never heard of him. You've, I got to tell you the story of Diogenes. Diogenes Sinope. Uh-huh. Or Diogenes, Diogenes um, of Sinope. He was born in, a, I believe, city called Sinope. Or Sinope, and um, he was a, I believe, Greek, if I'm right, philosopher, and he lived in a ceramic tub in a market. Okay. And um, he was very poor because he thought um, possessions were useless, and the um, only things that were in his possession, um, I don't believe he owned the ceramic tub either, he owned um, a wooden bowl, if I'm right. It was, I think it was either wooden or plaster, because that's obviously like your only options back then. And he used this to drink water. And he would um, go out onto the docks and eat raw octopus um, because he wanted to live off basically nothing. Because he knew yeah. life was meaningless to him because it's, it is kind of meaningless, but that's a different subject. But he knew that um, objects were useless throughout life. It's your mind that you really want to explore. Yeah. And he um he was drinking from the bowl and he, he saw a kid drink um out of a puddle using his hands. And he said he said a quote, I can't remember the quote, I don't even think I could find it if I looked it up. 
he straight up said um something along the lines of like um fool on me for or for owning such useless um materialism or some shit like that yeah. or for owning such useless material and he threw it away only only thing that he owned in his possession yeah and um he would often uh get into like scuffles with other philosophers um and then um uh, a famous philosopher from the time because these guys were born at the same time um said uh er, he, he taught um people he taught like philosophy and all that mm-hmm. um that um, man is nothing but a featherless bipod. That is what he said to all these people. And, um, Diogenes is Sinope, deadass, complete, completely plucked every feather off a chicken, uh-huh. waltzed into this guy's class, held uh-huh. it up, and said, here is your, or here is man, or here is your man. And I was like, and that's like the most badass thing ever. And what he would do is he'd often go into this guy's um, class where he taught yeah. and eat outrageous, smelly, disgusting foods just to piss him off. And by the way, this was around Alexander the Great when he was at his prime, right? Uh-huh. Alexander the Great heard of this man. He goes over to the ceramic tub, right? And um, he says... Um, if I was not Alexander, or he's like, if there's anything like you need, basically, um, just ask me, I can give you anything in the world. Um, but he said, if he was not, or no, 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 Diogenes then replied, so, um, Alexander the Great basically said, um, if there's any one thing that you could want in this world, what is it? I will give it to you. Um, Diogenes deadass said, um, that was loud. (laughs) Uh, I think he said, um. Something along the lines of, um, just get out of my sunlight. Because Alexander the Great was standing in front of the sun. Oh. So, so he deadass just said, get out of my sunlight. And then Alexander the Great said after this, if I was not Diogenes, or if I was not Alexander the Great, I'd wish to be Diogenes. And then Diogenes would, or replied with, if I was not Diogenes, I'd wish to be Diogenes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so. Alexander the Great when he was at his prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, my favorite philosopher, I'm pretty sure he's, like, he's newer. I'm pretty sure he's still, uh, he's still living. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know his lifetime, but all I know is, uh, his audio of his stuff's a bit grainy. He was a professor. Um, his audio's a bit grainy. I don't know how old he is, but, um, Alan Watts, um, he, like, teach classes in college and stuff. He was just, he had some, like, really wise analogies. He didn't do anything crazy like that. But, like, one of his sayings is, um, better to have a short life full, full of what you love doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. As in, I would rather live five years full of jam-packed with everything I would love doing than live 20 years with, basically, I'm going to say, like, in your life, working. Because who likes to work, honestly? You go to your minimum wage job. You get paid next to nothing. Uh, you know, then you go drink piss out of the river. No, I'm playing. Nah, you go home, go to sleep for eight hours, wake up, repeat. Who likes to do that? So, I would rather, you know, live my life how I want to live it. Because I want to do UFC. I want to do professional sports. So, I'm striving to do these things because I would rather do that than basically waste my life. I would rather, you know, do that stuff and do something I enjoy doing. 
So what I try to do is I want to live a long life spent in the way I love doing it. Do you have any favorite quotes from this man? I just told you my favorite quote from a man. No, like some simple quotes that like mean a lot. Uh, like some simple quotes. The only way ones. to make a difference, the only way to make sense of change is to join the dance and join the flow. That's one of his quotes. That's a good one. Um, What's another one? Dang, man, I did a report on this dude too. Um, I forgot a bunch of his quotes, but I, I those have, are the two I know. I have um, some of Diogenes' quotes. These are just um, instant like quotes that came up for Diogenes, and then mm -hmm. I went under his quotes um, because I did read these before, and a lot of them uh, mean a decent amount to me. Um, Diogenes, um, one of his quotes is, In a rich man's house, there is no place to spit but his face. I, I mean, <laughs> um, but... He also said, um, Blushing is the color of virtue. Uh -huh. Um, the foundation of every state is the education of its youth. He said the mob is the mother of tyrants. Um, no man is hurt, but by himself. That one's like my favorite. Um, it is the privilege of the gods to want nothing and of God like men to want little. Mm -hmm. Um, what I like to drink most is wine that belongs to others. Dogs and philosophers do the greatest good and get the fewest rewards. Yeah. Okay, now, you a second. Can I see your phone? I'm going to look up some of my wants quotes real fast. I got you. Um, but, um, you know, something... I'm sort of going to dog on your guy a bit. Um, Diogenes? Well, okay, hear me out. So He sounds like he sounds like he thought that way because look, he was low-key lazy. And like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do any of this. I'd rather... No, okay, I got to explain Diogenes um, and his mindset. Um, the way Diogenes... Um, his... his um, foundation of education was cynicism and he believes that um or he believed um because he did die in i believe 323 bc um that um objects are completely useless yeah and none of that will be carried on to god and none of it will be and like it will not it will never mean anything and he believed that life itself and the um, life that um, he lived under, so the government and all that, was basically useless. Yeah. And it meant nothing. And he didn't want to enslave himself and enslave his mind under all that yeah. stress and pressure and all that just to be a hardworking citizen to make nothing of their life. Yeah. So he did what anybody else in his position would do, and he just didn't function. It's yeah. not the fact that he was lazy but rather the fact that he just didn't care he's a cynicist okay so this is some alan watts quotes I've, he's a pretty he's he's pretty good at that been lying. so uh one of the first one comes up is the one i told you the only way to make sense of change is to plunge into it move with it and join the dance well wh when was this guy um born i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up after i read off a bunch yeah, okay, of these yeah, yeah, but no, um keep going, keep going. okay so here's another one a person who thinks all that time has nothing to think about except thoughts so he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusions. Mm -hmm. um, another one is no amount of anxiety is going to make any difference to anything that is going to happen. That's, that's a pretty good quote. Um, the future is a concept. It doesn't exist. There is no such thing as tomorrow. There, are never, there will never be because time is always now. There is one of the things that we discover when we stop talking to ourselves and, start think and stop thinking. We find that there is only present. And only an eternal now. Yes. 
there's there's one. Uh, the real this is re this is the real secret of life to be completely engaged with what you are doing in the here and now, and instead of calling it work, realize it realizing it is play. And then uh, well, maybe like one more. We cannot be more sensitive to pleasure without being more sensitive to pain. Um, that's that's another one. This guy's just a really like smart dude. But yeah. I'm gonna look up when he was born and when he died, if he died. Well, I, one thing that I would like to state, um, that is uh sort of amazing about the concept of time is, um, like Diogenes said, um. I believe it was the foundation of every state is based off the education of its youth. I believe he said something along those lines. And um, what a lot of people um, fail to see about a lot of people is what they were born into and what time they were born into. Yeah. Because Diogenes, okay. I don't know when he was born, but mm -hmm. I don't think anyone really knows when he was born. Probably BCs. No, he was because he died in 323 BC. Okay. Yeah. And, so and Yeah, but this man said... The mob is the mother of tyrants. Uh -huh. um, the foundation of every state is on the education of its youth. Mm -hmm. He discovered an intellectual mindset probably before the word intellectual was ever even or ever even made. Yeah. Um, okay, what so Alan Watts, uh, he died at 58 years old on, November, uh, on the 16th of November, 1973, at age oh, 58. He died in his sleep. He was reported to have been under treatment for a heart condition. Mm. Um, he was born in 1915. Okay. So, uh... I think he was born... I'll look up when Diogenes or... Di uh, Diogenes. Did I get it? No, I got it. I got it. Okay. It's not easy to spell his name. It's... I basically spelled D's nuts on there. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's... It's like, I, I do put recall D, I, G, E. Yeah, it's D-I-O-G-E-N-E-S, I believe. Yeah, look it up. Oh, uh, yeah, you spelled diagonize. Yeah, I, I don't know. Diagonize. Um. Uh. Okay. Um, he was born in Tokyo, or Turkey, my bad. Um, he was born in Sinop, Turkey, um, and it does not actually say um, when he was born, but it does say um, when he died, which was 323 BC um, in what was then known as Corinth, Greece. Yeah. But um, I would like to say that um, it, it's off. It's often like I guess misconcepted about like um, time and all, all that because like the misconception. But we also have to understand that um, someone like uh, Leonardo da Vinci, per se. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci, he invented the concept for the helicopter, the tank, um, I believe the plane. If I, I, I maybe nah, about nah, that. that was the Wright brothers. No, 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 no. The Wright brothers invented the plane. Um. Alright, that's fine. And. The, it will be ending soon in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're about reaching our limit here. <laughs> and the Wright Brothers invented the plane. Yeah. But he, I believe, invented the concept. But we got to understand, he invented a helicopter that I would like to say I don't believe it has ever flied or has ever been proved to be able to fly. Um, 
and he also kind of invented the tank, but he invented, he invented the concept. Uh-huh. This man is expected to have a um, 200 IQ or above, and I believe he was born in the 1600s. I'm not sure exactly what date, but I do know that um, people nowadays uh-huh. um, take apart helicopters and put them back together and fly them like it was nothing. They can put together helicopters like it's nothing. It can yeah. happen. And it's one of the, the things is somebody with a um, very simple IQ can complete the job that he couldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're way advanced. You don't understand. Yeah, that's, they didn't that's, have half the stuff we had. That's the thing. That, But that's, that's also what I feel about the human mindset and um, words and all that. Diogenes used a lot of very complex words... For a poor man that lived in a tub. Yeah. That's why I would consider him to be one of, um, I guess, the most intellectual people most likely to ever live. But another thing um, that I would like to touch up on. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I kind of forgot it a little bit. I'm trying to think real quick. We're, we're time constrained. We yeah, got like three we, minutes. There's three minutes left. All right, okay, um, well, fuck. maybe you can, maybe next time you come on, you can think about it. But, um, well, the ending joke, you know. You know, when you low-key make fun of neighbors... That was easy. Yeah. Well, mm, I'm not a monster. I'm it's, not it's, a monster. It's joke time. No, 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 no. Let's, let's leave the rest okay. until yeah. it stops itself. Yeah, joke time. Joke time. Um, fuck. I don't know any jokes. This is bad timing. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting a lot of pressure here. I, I got a lot of jokes. Um, okay, so... Okay, so here's a joke. This one's like for like yee-yee country people, but um... <laughs> so, this man, he walks into a store... And no, yeah, this kid walks into a store and he's looking for a job. And he finds the boss and he's like, hey, I'd like to apply here. So he's like, okay. So he takes him back, he interviews him, and the kid, he wasn't that sharp, but he liked the kid. So he hired the kid. Told him, okay, next day you're working the floor. Um, and then I'm gonna, at the end of the day, I'm going to come back to see how you're doing. So at the end of the next day, um, he, come, he comes up to the kid and he's like, how many things did you sell? And he was like, I think he's like... Four things. And he was like, four things? Are you crazy? Most of my foremen can sell 25 easy. So what did you sell him? And he said, okay, so first he came in to get fishing hooks. And then um, he came in for fishing hooks. And I'm like, he went to go buy fishing hooks. And uh, I'm like, where are you fishing? He says, oh, well, I'm going to go out fishing in the ocean. And he's like, oh, you got a boat? No. He's like, oh, well, you're going to need a boat for that. So, I'm, so I sell them a uh, twin-engine uh, boat. And I said, what kind of car are you driving? And he looked, and he's like, oh, a Ford Focus. He's like, that ain't going to pull that boat. So I sold him a truck. And uh, he's like, so you sold him. So he came in for hooks, and you sold him a boat and a truck? And he said, no, actually, he came in for his wife's tampons, but I said, dude, your weekend's shot. You should go fishing. Okay. I got one. I got one. Okay. Um, you got a minute. Okay. Okay. I got this. Uh, why is it illegal to do reverse cowgirl in Alabama? Was that? You, you never turn your back never on Never turn sister. your back on family. Yeah. Never turn your back one. on family. All right. That was easy. Alright, okay, well, this is the end of the first podcast. I'd be surprised if you can uh, make it this far. I'd be genuinely impressed. But, uh, see ya later. Peace!